0: Hey, traders. David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 11, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Here's what I'll tell you up front. Forget the sticky notes. Get out your legal pad, a pen with extra ink, because we're gonna go over the whole thing in detail the whole ball of wax starting from the big picture narrowing it down to the small picture most importantly and here's where you want to have the extra ink maybe a sticky note on the side i'm going to give you where the market will go on sell signal number 1 and sell signal number 2 which means short him with three hands the first thing we're going to do is start from a daily chart. We'll work up and down from there. What's jumping off the page, if anything, on the daily chart? Today, we had what's called a gap in crap. By the end of the day, the market basically finished flat, which means where it closed yesterday is where we left off today. What's the significance of the gap in crap? Is it meaningful? That's the first thing we really need to discuss and decipher. Where did they go today? What was the reason they went up and what was the reason they slipped back down? And we're not saying reasons in terms of the media and the storyline and all that stuff. We're talking purely about the numbers. Now, we're not getting into in-depth inside the numbers just yet, but I want to point something out because there's a method to the madness. We're going to go back to the chart in a moment. 921 post. There's no accidents or coincidences, meaning 921, this is what we got. What I wanna draw your attention to are two things. The only area I would be a buyer, and this is before the opening bell, is at 420, give or take. That was the gap. That's where they finished the day. But where can you short the tape? Or can you short the tape? Was also a question asked before the opening bell, not asked by one of you, asked by me as a rhetorical thing not for me unless they get to 42450 give or take this morning. Now, back to the chart. What was high of day? How about 42495? There was a zone and you'll see this later when we get into the notes, a zone of 42450 up to 52525. Why was that the zone? Well, here we go. This is where we point out that the market does the same shit over and over and over again. Doesn't matter whether we're looking at a short-term chart or we're looking at a long-term chart. So let me draw your attention to this breakdown candle high that we've been talking about. We've been targeting four and a quarter. This will come as no surprise to anybody. I've been talking about if they break out above the breakdown box, where are they going? How about... Four and a quarter. The high, four and a quarter even of this breakdown candle. They got to 424.95 today. There are no accidents nor coincidences. The shorting level was just in front of that high up to a little bit of a spike of that high. And that was the reason there's a method to the madness. It all works together. And this is worth mentioning again. The market does the same shit over and over and over again. So what was the stuff or slash shit it did today? Well, the area, the high of the breakdown candle is a magnetic place. So the market gets drawn up to these magnetic places or down to a magnetic place. And then it has a reaction away from that magnetic place. That's not to say that the market can't push through that breakdown candle high. It can. But generally speaking, this is for the legal pad slash sticky note stuff. On the first run, first time, best time. The first time is where you're likely to get a reaction in the other direction. Now, at the time, you don't know that it's going to be a gap and crap and they're going to come down all day long to fill the gap. It starts out as a scalp trade. It morphs into a better trade from there. So if you were listening to these videos and you knew about the breakdown candle high and or you're an inside the number member and you know the number, you saw the number, you understand the whole thing that's working here. You short the tape at four and a quarter, give or take, where you really out of the money at all. And the answer is no, there's a caveat to that. It was a slow tape this morning. And here's a 15 minute chart just to illustrate, for the first, let's just say, hour of the day, it was a relentless move to the upside. So shorting the tape at that price isn't an easy thing to do, and you could be fighting the tape, but the numbers are the numbers. A trade like that in a very light volume, quiet tape, summer doldrum type of environment, it's like fighting the tape. Even though they came all the way down, and it's not fighting the tape after you're in the trade and they begin to come down, but initially it is a fighting the tape type of trade, so it becomes trader's choice. Do I really want to do that? You have to make your own decision on that. Does any of this mean that everything is bearish from this point forward? And the answer is no, it doesn't. We're not calling this a reversal candle or anything like that. It's just a rejection from an important spot. Nothing more... Nothing less. Now, here's the $64,000 question. How does it become something more? I'm glad you asked. We go over to the weekly chart, and I will remind you that our focus from a weekly perspective, this is taking somewhat of the longer view. Not day-to-day, but week-to-week. 416.61 is that important number. Close back below that price on the week, Friday's close, And that changes the whole momentum to the upside, at least temporarily, and it becomes, hey, all they did was run a test and spike a weekly breakdown candle high but closed below it. I'm not saying they will. We don't know if they will. But if they do, that's what the spike above it becomes. And therein lies your first sell signal. Now, we don't know that the market's going to close below it, and if they do, they're not going to drop immediately. We don't know they will or they won't, but at least we know that that's the initial sell signal. They couldn't close above it. They're likely to come back down out of this wedge-type pattern in a formation like that, keeping in mind that the larger thing is still or would be still intact, which is, it's still a bounce in a downtrend type of situation. Where does that change? Bounce in a downtrend, where does it change from, it's no longer a downtrend, and it became a sell-off with a recovery, and now we're back into at least some type of neutral slash bullish uptrend. This is our benchmark for now. This is the weekly chart. This is a trend line. The market draws the trend line. We don't draw the trend lines. And by connecting a high and then a pivot high, we have the 50-period moving average coinciding with where this trend line is today. Price may or may not hit that trend line, but if it does, it's likely to find overhead resistance. Now, closing weekly above that trend line will begin to change the trend. And what I can tell you is if they did close a week Above that trend line or multiple weeks, then the target would become north of 450 on the SPY. Here's a monthly chart. Now, we have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. So we know where the market would go into a sell situation, a sell signal situation. But let's look at the bull case for a moment. What are they possibly trying to do? What are they attempting to do? What could they be working on? Well, from a monthly chart perspective, they could be working on trying to get into and climb this big breakdown candle from last April. They're already somewhat into it, so far stymied by the underside, the underside of the 20-period moving average. Now, if they pop above that 20-period moving average, then that gives them kind of free reign to start climbing further up that breakdown candle. I don't want anybody to misunderstand if they begin climbing the breakdown candle, that does not mean that they get to the top of the candle. They can, but it doesn't mean they do. They'll get to a top of a candle on some chart, but it doesn't mean they have to get to the monthly candle high. Remember, what it takes to get to the monthly candle high is getting above that trend line on weekly closes And first and foremost, that's not gonna be easy to do for starters. So you see how this all comes together? So here's what I'm saying. Until and unless the market closes below at least the first sell signal, I'm not bearish the tape until they do. In the meanwhile, we have to be at least neutral to bullish the tape. At least for now, that's how I'm hashtag reading the tape. Now we're back to inside the numbers, We'll start with the early thoughts. We'll scroll up from there. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. I'm going to point out some very interesting things. I'm going to point out some specific things that were discussed. And then in the interest of time, you can do some of the homework on yourself. If you're interested at being an intraday trader in the SPY or any of the like vehicles, this is a wonderful tour guide type situation. Happy Thursday. At zero dark 30, we've got some follow through in the northern direction. We're taking Mrs. Market at face value, which at present is a continued melt up toward 425, give or take. 424.95 was the high. That was the give or take. That was the continued melt up. This was at zero dark 30 in the morning. On the way, we have some numbers, and we don't have to go over the numbers in detail right now. It's not really important. You can double-check later on when you've got some extra time on your hands. First, they'll be headed for 422.75, also known as NMP, or the next magnetic place. Since we think in pictures, here's a five-minute chart right at the vertical is today's activity, 422.75. And the point I want to make is how important it was. The market basically opened right on top of it, tried to sell off in a fake-out operation. They went immediately higher for the ultimate target. And then, as you can see, later in the day, they came back to run a test of an important spot right here in the afternoon. When they couldn't recapture it, they fell away again. Now, put that on a sticky note, even on the legal pad, because it's going to come up later in the notes. I want you to see something. I want you to remember that we circled that. We're moving along. We saw one of the notes already, the 921 post. So as they were just grinding up, we don't really need to belabor the point. Point is that already, even before the opening bell, a few minutes into the trading day, if they ran up to 424.50, give or take this morning, sooner than later, it's a reasonable short opportunity. If they fail in a shakeout operation, it's a reasonable long opportunity. And that is specifically referring to the 420 that was mentioned earlier. I should have put it in this post, but I think everybody got the point. Now, here we go again. Watch this. Very short term, 423 is support. Now, that's going to come back again later, but just remember, 423 is support. Getting below opens the door for the low of day, and of course, lower if they get below that. Other than that, 424.50 424.50 is the target. Okay, fair enough. By 10.05, under normal market conditions, here's what would and should happen from here. Again, sticky notes. They should get to 424.50, and if they do, can certainly either come close or spike it to four and a quarter. It would also be a very convenient place for a morning pivot. Morning pivot. What time was that? Right around 10 30, 10 40, something in that neighborhood. Either way, that zone up there should provide a pullback. How much in this quiet, low volume tape remains to be seen, trader's choice. Now again, I want to reiterate, here's what could have happened, there's two scenarios. They pull back, which they did, that's one thing. The other thing is, they could have went up to that area and just ran sideways for a while, very shallow pullbacks. That was another scenario that could have happened if the ultimate destination today was higher. You don't know which one it is at the time, but in a very low volume, light volume, quiet tape, summer doldrums, it could have easily been the other thing. You have to know both sides of the tape. You have to be realistic as an umpire. We're moving along. I'm reiterating some of that stuff and then saying 425.25, and this is close to risk, so it was a reasonable trade, is the line in the sand. They start pushing above that, and you have to think that the destination is somewhere else. So you have to exit the trade. They didn't do that, but that was the plan. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I want to point out something else that's very interesting. It came in later in, like the early afternoon. Now here it is, it was late morning. Here's where they are. So I'm kind of setting up the thing, going to take a break for a while. So here's the next thing for the next period of time, hour or two, whatever it's going to be already falling. If they get to 420, down to 418.85, that's a zone. There's likely a bounce back in the other direction. Can you short the tape to ride it down to the gap? Well, we don't know they will get there, but if they do, it's the beginning of the support zone. So what I'm saying is, it's too quiet to say, well, I know they're going to run down to the gap. We don't know that. They can, and if you're already short, you can ride it down as a trailer. And here it is again, 423 back above 423 floater formation again and higher prices. So now watch this. Here's another post. What happened over lunch? They went down, they couldn't get to the gap and they started to bounce back. Same routine from before. Above 423 on candle closes is further floater operation for a run back to 4 and a quarter or some other number. It's slow, the summer doldrums, and it's like watching paint dry. So here's the point. That was at 118 How about 1.25 p.m. in the afternoon? The high was what? 4.23 even, couldn't get through it, and then they finally came back to fill the gap. 4.23 was important this morning, it was support, and then, because it's an important number, once they got below it, it became resistance, they couldn't get back above it, so they failed. Know your numbers. about stocks on the move? The tape was so slow, and in the morning, there was a gap higher opening, so what does that do? It takes a lot of the tradable opportunities away. So we had a handful on the board, only one hit its price objective, P-A-A-S, and it really wasn't the deal. So they had a little bit of a bounce at the first price, you could have got it out with just under 1% profit. Then they came down, they bounced a little bit at the second number. Then they drip lower into the end of the day. Net-net is the trade really didn't work. I'm not going to call it a shit burger. It's a little tiny slider. It's like an appetizer. Again, just like yesterday, it just was not a day trading type of day. Other than the folks that shorted the spiders or rode the spiders long up to four and a quarter and then shorted them or another set of traders shorted them around for twenty four fifty. So what's going on over in Camp IWM? well, you have a tail candle, it looks like a failure, all that stuff. They came up short of that 200 period moving average, short of the big fat round number of 200. Do we really think at the end of the day that they're not going to hit 200 when this is all said and done or higher? Do we really think that this is going to be the failure? I'm not in that camp. I don't really think that this is going to be the failure. If it is, it is. If we get our sell signal, we get it. Just going by what I think, not what I know. Don't mix facts and opinions. Numbers are where they are. Those are facts. Opinions are, I don't think they're finished going up yet. That's an opinion. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they're giving you the impression they're finished going up. They put in a tail candle today. Nice big run right into the 200-period moving average. Weekly chart right into the 50-week moving average. A lot is going to depend on the weekly close. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's just kind of a blow-offs type of scenario. They're going to reverse a little bit, close the week poorly tomorrow, and then all of a sudden, my eyeballs are going to come out of my head. We'll see what happens. Not that I'll be surprised, but I'm going to have to hop on the bus for the trip down south if they give the signal. What about the Q people? They're certainly giving the impression that today was a reversal day. They get to 3.30. What was the high exactly? 330 36, they come down in a nice decline, looks like a big juicy reversal candle, all that stuff. We'll see. Just not buying the story yet. And by the way, just to reiterate, whether it's here or somewhere else up north, we're talking about Qs, Spiders, the Dow, everything. Whether it's here or higher, this is still a bounce and a downtrend. What about the financials, the XLF? So what did they ultimately do? Well, finally, just like the other markets, this one was a little bit late, but nevertheless, they got to their breakdown box. That line represents the high of day today over to the breakdown box. They're comfortably in the box. They're not above the box, but they got to the same area just later in a lagging formation that the S&P 500 or the SPY got to its breakdown box. So it's interesting. doesn't really tell us anything one way or the other. It's just interesting. I'm giving you an insight into how I look at the markets, what the first thing that jumps off the page whenever a chart populates the screen, and that's what happened today. This is the first thing that I looked at. I saw today's candle, I looked to the left, and I said, look where they are, right into the breakdown box. 35 bucks. Magnetic price, magnetic place makes sense about Smashmouth. Now they can't get above their breakdown box, so that's interesting. So the dichotomy, compare, contrast, all that stuff. The XLF was a lagging indicator. It finally gets to the breakdown box. The S&P 500 is above their box. And you take a look at Smash Mouth, which is a good leading indicator of the tech sector. They can't get above their breakdown box. They were rejected. They came back to it, but they still can't get above it. So it's very interesting. There's a lot of stuff